0: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to As I Was Saying podcast. So me being my wonderful yet just discombobulated self, um, I deleted <laughs> my intro voice. So um we're gonna come up with a new one. And you know, we've reached over five hundred downloads, so maybe it's just time to do that. And if you can hear my voice a little off, um it's definitely been interesting times. So I would just like to open up this episode with saying, yeah, this is a little bit of a new intro. Like I said, I deleted my old one. Y'all can judge me. It's I'm a little all over the place, but I am happy to be sharing this interview with you. I had the opportunity to sit down with Joy, who is the founder of Be The Difference Clothing, LLC. And we were able to talk not only about business, but, uh, but of using your business as a platform for change. Joy creates clothing that is a call to action and even hosts a workshop centered around her pieces. So sit back, relax, you know, grab a pen, pencil, and I'm happy to share this episode with you. Welcome, Joy. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. So for everyone who's listening, our new listeners and our more season ones, as I like to call y'all, you are in for a treat. So Joy, I stumbled upon Be The Difference Clothing, I think on LinkedIn and then on Instagram, and I I just had to talk to you after I saw what you were doing.
1: Wow, thank you.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. So before I get into some of the questions I have, I would love to give you the space to tell everybody who you are and what Be The Difference Clothing is.
1: So Be The Difference Clothing is all about inspiring people through written messages on clothing. I started the company... Back in 2013, 14. And I, at that time, I noticed there were a lot of t shirts that were, um, they had a lot of negative sayings on there and connotations and pictures. And I believe that we are creatures of absorption. Mm-hmm. And the more we see something, is the more we become. So at that time, there were a lot of guns on clothing and a lot of provocative outfits. And so I said, well, and I looked around my surroundings and I saw a lot of news reports of gun violence and people getting shot. And I was like, well, if they're subliminally teaching us something, well, I want to do the opposite. And that's pretty much the the real reasoning behind be the Difference clothing. And um, I'm super proud that I'm still around. I'm super happy that people are understanding the message. And I'm even more extremely happy that people are absolutely doing a lot better than what we are being portrayed. You know
0: what I mean? hmm I've really enjoyed that, you know, that statement of we are creatures of absorbing because I've definitely even seen, and it was a, a while ago, so I'm sure it's fluctuated in some aspects and probably fluctuated for the worse, that because of a lot of things like video games and a lot of, like you said, these violence, you know, whether it be on the news or guns and games, our younger generations are desensitized to violence
1: yep and the way the the, it's funny that you say that um i actually have quotes books i have i actually dropped two quotes books yes
0: i saw that
1: yeah one of one of my quotes has something to do with the way we desensitize each other that's what um one of the quotes was about so the fact that you said that it just rang a bell
0: Yes, because we, we very much are. And I don't think people recognize, you know, that sometimes now when people see violence on TV, and I remember I even had to reflect on that, that it's not supposed to be a normality. Like we are not supposed to just be in a state of accepting and okaying violence. And I think everything that's happening in the world, whether it be, you know, our communities, whether it be, you know, the government, whether it be just like you said, the media that we're seeing, whether it's a TV show, or a video game, I do think people are so okay with violence and just toxic lifestyles that healthy is almost seen as like an exception.
1: Yeah, or healthy is seen as something bad. Mm-hmm. I believe, I've come to believe, cause it's, it's taken a process and it's taken time, that um, if we truly believe that there's a God or a maker or a creator or whomever people associate their beliefs with, if they're such perfect beings, and we were a little droplet or a piece of them. Why in the world do you think that it's okay for us to accept the vision and accept that we are nothing more than just people who should follow what everyone else says or people who should accept that is always going to be bad, majority bad when it's not true? Like, you, you know, it's like we should be having a higher standard for ourselves. Because we come from perfect creatures, beings, or whatever you wanna call it, God, you know what I mean? So, like, just that alone mm-hmm. should be like, you know what, I am. Yeah. Both. And I should expect more from myself, you know what I mean?
0: I feel all of this. And just this week and last week, I was having a lot of conversations with people because, you know, media is the is the way we communicate so i'm not sure if you watch it. i have to catch up on it but insecure is a big show that a lot of people are watching and they were talking about you know the investing and toxic relationships and the point that you just made that people think healthy is bad or like we said i said before like an exception like they don't understand that that should actually be your standard and i had a very great conversation with someone especially when talking about. Women, I think a lot of the times we are taught that you know if you are treated well in life or in a relationship, like you're a lucky one. When your standard, as you said, should already be, I am dope, and this is how I deserve to be treated.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And um, I don't watch TV. That's another reason why I have become less desensitized because I I no longer, you know, watch or I no longer elect to be a part of the uh, programming.
0: That's awesome though. I, I, I respect it a lot and I see a lot of people doing that more and it Mm -hmm. is needed.
1: It's like, you know, we have to go back to the basics and then realize how amazing nature is. Just last night, I was like looking at my hand, and I just, at my wrist, I was looking at my wrist and I'm like, I mean, I know this may sound a little weird, but I was like, oh my goodness, my veins. Do you know how much blood is pumping through there properly to keep everything hydrated and moving and flowing. I just looked at my arm and I just kind of traced as to how far these veins went. And it's that deep, you know what I mean? Like that is amazing, like to really understand that the anatomy of the human body, where it comes from, how we get to flow, whether you have good, bad, indifferent or ugly health, it still doesn't negate the fact that there is blood pumping through your entire system. And it's like these little tiny veins that are just providing and helping us to have life. It, it, you know what I mean? You kind of you kind of go back to the basics when you don't have all these other distractions. And I appreciate the life that I have. And I want to treat it with as much respect as possible. Because again, life is a gift. And every gift that we get, sometimes we love it. Sometimes we hate it. Sometimes we don't give it as much um, like, ooh, wow. That it should have and our bodies the way it keeps us up is one thing because we're just encased our soul is just encased in these bodies and we should definitely feel the need and necessity to take care of it
0: oh my gosh i feel like oh i just feel blessed from this conversation before i even logged on to like speak with you i actually sat outside because exactly like you said it's like something as simple as getting light getting sun and having just that heat hit you, people don't realize, like you said, how that opens your body up and that opens up your mind and you feel better. And I think going through, because we will talk about even your specific clothing and phrases, but I love the phrases and the conversation starters on your apparel. So I saw on your website, the phrase of, you know, designs as a discussion topic. So when did you realize that your apparel in itself was a conversation um, made for things like having workshop or webinars or honestly just talk backs with people. Because I think it's one thing, like you said, to have a clothing line, but then you took it a step further and made it like, no, this is a whole program.
1: Yeah. And it's it's like a whole, like the, the slogan is, it's, yeah, it's not just clothing. It's a way of life. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea when I got the second t-shirt, which is called Addiction Kills the Family, I had been driving back from an event and saw a woman stuck backwards. And that was the first time I ever had seen someone under that that kind of substance abuse in that shape and form. And I just was, my heart dropped. And the first thing I thought about was, when she was a baby, she was running around, happy as can be probably, and who would have thought And that when she got older, even herself thinking that she would be in this state, I'm pretty sure she had dreams and ambitions at some point in her life. But to know years later this is how it's gonna be is like it just kind of hit me. And I said, Well, I'm driving by, I know I can't stop and pull over and be like, Hey, sis, can I help you? But I said, I'm not just gonna be the standard stand, you know, just to watch everything and just say, Oh, well, somebody else will take care of it. My part was I know writing is something that I'm good at and addiction kills the family is the one thing and I left it just like that because it's more than just substance abuse. People are addicted to work and people are addicted to their cell phones. People are addicted to food. Anything that could potentially take you away from family time could be an addiction. And that's all that that's how it became uh like an awareness and I was scared to death to do that t-shirt because um You know, you never know if somebody will give you backlash. Like, why are you wearing that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've never had that, but I have had people looking. When I first started wearing it, people were looking at me and I was like, why are they looking at me like that? And then I looked down and I was like, oh, snap, it's the shirt. So maybe it touched something and and reminded them of Mm -hmm. something, or maybe it hit them. You never know. But we do things that we do affect people, whether we realize it or not, whether we purposely do it or not. But I did it with the purpose of if it's going to affect you, then maybe it's gonna make you think. Maybe I need help. My other shirt was the prayer work shirt. This I was driving, I was walking across the street. A woman was crying. She looked up and said, Thank you for the reminder. And I was like, what is she talking about? I looked down and realized I had that t-shirt on. So I gave her my business card. I was like, hey, this is my number. If you need to talk, let me know. But maybe that was her little saving grace. I don't know. But We have to be more, we have to be more diligent in what we do and what we speak because we speak life or death all the time, whether you do it audibly or just by looking at things.
0: Yes. And you're right. Life and death is very much in the power of the tongue. And I respect the fact that, like you said, you know, even though you in that moment was like, okay, well, me pulling over right now, I don't think I can be a resource or serve in that capacity but i think i can take it to a step of hey let's have these conversations a before it happens b during it happens or c even you know the after effects because we are all interconnected and i think a lot of times people forget that i think sometimes people think that their actions or you know anything they do is just affecting them singularly when it's like no it has a ripple effect and even what you're talking about as far as you know that shirt both shirts actually is even the process of undoing you know those generational traumas or those generational conversations because you know my dad actually one day told me this and I'm, I'm not sure exactly what I was doing um that made prompted him to say this but he's like you know even if you just help one person you save the nation of people wow. and he took it back you know to its It's simplistic form of, you know, we are a tribe. And that's actually, you know, one of my poems. And I have like a a little shirt that says that as well. Like you help one person, you save a nation. And I always encourage people with that because I think sometimes, you know, like you said, it's hard when you might be getting feedback that says like, oh, am I doing a a good job? When really, even if you made someone uncomfortable in that Mm -hmm. moment, you did something, and I love the way you said it. I sparked an emotion. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm personally, I'm a spoken word artist. And when people ask me, what's your goal? I'm like, I just want you to feel something. I never said that something was going to be good. But right. if you feel something, that's my job because that's the conversation starter. Right, you're right. You're right. So I I really, I love that. And I love, you know, the prayer works because I definitely think sometimes people need that that reminder. And would you say like, one of those two shirts or another shirt has been a shirt or any type of you know apparel that you have that has received the most feedback
1: a lot of people love the a paycheck is not a passion um Ooh, i did that one i like
0: yeah i ordered that one
1: <laughs> i did that one I, I was actually uh going to a lot you, you have you ever heard of meetup yes it's a all right so i was on i was at a networking event with other, you know, small, like, like like-minded people. And we were having a conversation and all of us said, well, a paycheck is not a passion. That's pretty much how that shirt was birthed. And I didn't know, like, if it was going to do anything, but I just said, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with having a nine to five, but if there's something that's been burning in your soul continuously, that's your passion. And if, I believe if you follow your passion, everything else will make its way. The money will come. And, and, and I'm not saying that maybe you'll get millions and millions of dollars, but your needs will always be provided. And that's what, human, that's what living a human experience is all about. Just being at some type of peace with yourself, your surroundings, and other human beings. If you don't have peace, if you are always worrying about, what well, I have to make ends meet, that is not living. That is not living the fullness. And and where do you have room to understand what your purpose is? Where is the room? You're too busy being stuck with like, oh man, I have to do this. I have to do that. Humanity is never meant, we were never meant to completely always have to be like stressed out. Yes. And a lot of us are always stressed out because we're too busy thinking and moving instead of flowing with the life.
0: Hmm. I've asked this question actually to a few people that I've had episodes with or even just in my daily life. So with that, do you feel like we have a toxic relationship with quote unquote productivity? I
1: think we've been conditioned to believe that we have to do that because look at other countries. There are other countries in the on, in the globe where you have parental uh, paternity or oh, i'm sorry parental maternity for a year and the, yes. and the maternity leave for of uh, the mother is 6 months or or a year and some or 2 years and they still end up having full pay there are other countries where they have a siesta for 2 3 hours and then they go back to work and everything is still moving
0: yes or 6 hour work days which even studies have shown here which made me laugh because it's true. It's like adding that extra two hours, an eight-hour workday, nothing gets completed in six hours from eight hours. Like those two like they've literally shown the same work that can be done in six hours will be done in eight. But like you just said, having people have happiness in what they do, when studies have had people work six hours, people were happier at work. People were coming in on time at work. People were participating more at work because they had that ability to feel, like you said, that I don't just have to live and produce and produce and produce and produce. I can be happy because I'm mentally happy and emotionally happy.
1: Exactly. It, it, it just we're we're in a fast. Even when you go to other parts of the states, like you're in in a you're in your state you're in your state, and it's probably more slow pace. The the flow may be a lot less. I'm up in New York. It's like. Everything oh, is go. Yes. I'm in that area. I'm in the tri-state area. Everything is always go, 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 go. You want to run to the supermarket and you know, good, well, you're going to be there for an hour, but you have to leave. And the traffic in front of you is always going slower. You're not going anywhere.
0: Yes. And people get bothered. Uh, my parents are actually from New York. And I remember when I lived there, I lived there for like a year and a half. And they would always joke with me like, okay, you gonna have to like keep up. Like they're like, because if you look like, if you even look like you do not, keep up with the pace or you do not know what's happening, you're gonna fall back. And it's interesting because I had the opportunity to be um, an exchange teacher for a group of students who came over from Italy. And the one thing they taught, like they literally told us was like, they are slower paced and not in a bad sense. And it really showed me, like you said, how fast paced we were that we were bothered by the fact that they were just enjoying their surroundings. And we're like, can you like, can you hurry up? And they're like, why are you so stressed? Like, why are you feeling the need to just go, go, go? And that was one of the best experiences I've had. And even talking to them as simple as like eating. They're like, you know, we sit down and eat or we go for a stroll Mm. with ice cream. And at the time I was in college and I was like, honestly, I think every meal I have involves me running somewhere.
1: Yep. You got it. Eat and run. (laughs) And run. <laughs> I like to I like to sit down. But so what we're going through now is is caused a lot of people to stop. And that's a, and I thought I felt like from the beginning I was beautiful, like because it, it would give people time. I mean, it's bad that, you know, the effects that some people are, are like le- losing their lives. But the simple fact that we get to stop and re reevaluate how we're living and hopefully people think of it that way. Reevaluate how you're living, maybe start some goals that, you know, a paycheck is not a passion. Maybe that can become true and evident in your life because there's nothing else to do but stop looking in the mirror and kind of enjoy who you are, get to know who you are. You know what I mean? Like I talk about it on my, um, I have a talk show that I do every night on YouTube. It's called Hello World. And um, it it's, I, I compared getting, I compared knowing yourself to the separation and that gap. And actually it was the title of the the thing was called Bridging the Gap. The title of that episode was called Bridging the Gap. And in that episode we realized that the gap is really between you and your purpose. That's the big, that's the first gap. And if you can't even close that gap, how can you effectively and, and communicate good with other human beings? It's gonna be really hard. Because you have a gap that you haven't even focused on within yourself. So every relationship from that moving forward, because of that gap, you're going to be treating people with that same gap type relationship you already have with yourself. So it's a wonder how there's always a lot of miscommunication, a lot of people assuming that you're saying one thing when you meet another, assuming that it's always bad because they've never expected anything good in their life because it never happened. They never believed it. That they, uh, we've allowed, I'm going to say we, because we all have at some point allowed, um, allowed our past circumstances to define what the future outcome could be. When that's like the worst thing you can do. Because your future is always 24 hours away. That's another quote that I have. Our future is always 24 hours away. And if you have that, it kind of takes the edge off of like, oh God, what am I going to do in a year? No, you can restart
0: every time you wake up someone actually messaged me something I'm pulling it up right now because it really helped me when I was at a state of like just a low vibration and they literally were just like every day is different so you know because I'm like I'm just you know feeling a little like out of it and it's like at least we can start again tomorrow Mm mm-hmm And as simple, like you said, it's back to the basic because that that phrasing is so just simple. Like, you know, every day is different, but at least we can start again tomorrow. And to me, that really though, as simple as it is, is powerful. And like, you know, the apparel that you create, because what it's saying is you're right. This moment can be hard. This moment cannot be healthy. But every day you get the chance to build on what you're doing. You get the chance to take a step back. And I've definitely felt, that a lot of people have been doing that in 2020 because of everything that's happening. And I think in its simplest form, it also comes down to the question, you know, everyone's circumstances are different. Some people are in a space, I feel, where it's, it's a lot more, you know, maybe pull as them trying to get out of the space that they're in. But some people, as they say, you sit down and it just comes down to how you said, your paycheck is not your passion. Do you want to keep doing this? Do you want to keep up Going to a job that you already know is not in, aligned with who you are mm. and if the answer is no, it's okay, then what does it look like like you said in the 24 hours that you the moment you woke up today, what can you do to get yourself out of that situation?
1: And also to keep in mind that if you if people uh, want to be wealthy or want to have multiple like you know unlimited funds, you have to have multiple streams of income. Yes. No wealthy person that you know of, that any of us know of, has been in one particular business. They've diversified their portfolio over and over and over again. Are we willing to put in the work?
0: Again, I love that your your business is not even like a business. Like I said, it's not even just apparel. Like It is a conversation starter because like you said, that's a conversation in itself. And also I was thinking about how you talked about purpose. So one book I've I, I'm actually rereading it now because it helped me so much, but it's um, Marshawn Evan Daniels, Believe Bigger. And she talks about uh, purpose and passion versus like your calling and how sometimes we get stuck because we don't know our purpose and we don't realize our calling is forever changing. So I definitely think if you haven't read that, it would be an amazing book.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely hit hit me on the, um, the IG with that title.
0: Yes, I will. And. <laughs> And so one shirt I personally stumbled upon on your website and I thought it was so interesting and I I felt it being at a few jobs that I was just like, this this is not okay, was the say no to workforce bullying.
1: Okay, so there's two things, two things. I like that you're asking me about these um, shirts and the meanings because everything has a lot of meaning to it, even down to the colors. So, yeah. So pretty much, I I was seeing a lot of say no to bullying with the schools, and I was like, but adults get bullied all the time. Around yes, the yes, time we do. when um, I think there was a man. I don't know if you heard about it. There was a man that went into the news station and shot it all up. We were seeing a lot of that in that time period, right? Remember, there was like yes. a, a, there was like a wind of everybody was killing their coworkers, right?
0: Yes, I remember that.
1: So I just said, you know what? it does not condone the behavior or why he did what he did, but what if he was bullied at his job? And so I just pretty much wanted to bring and raise awareness that it's not only the kids that get it, it's the adults. And um, the cool thing about that, I was wearing that sweater. I was wearing it as a sweater when I went to um, speak with some kids at a cooking class and they were asking me what that meant. And when I was telling them, just how adults sometimes get bullied at work, their eyes just opened up. Because it was just like, really? Adults? Like, my mommy or daddy could possibly be getting bullied? And I was like, yes. It's not, it doesn't just always stop at elementary level. It goes all the way into adulthood. And it also kind of wanted to open up the fact that, you know, when we talk at the cooler, the water cooler, there's lots of forms of bullying, not just not just what we say about people is how we treat them too the silence that we do sometimes the, the unspoken word it, it, a lot of it it's just like for us to become more aware of our actions and how it could affect other people that that's pretty much what it is and just a, a reminder that it happens at work
0: i i really and like i said when i saw that one all of them were impactful but i think that one spoke to me because i've never seen someone call out the fact not even I, I actually scratch that. It. It's not so much that I've never seen anyone call out workforce bullying, but I've never seen anyone say it just like that, like this is bullying. The same way like you said, you would say it was bullying for elementary school, the same way you would say it is for adults. And I actually had a coworker tell me that one day, uh, when I was at my old job in New Jersey, she's like, "You know, a lot of times people think when you get older, you're just supposed to be this nicer person, And like we said it's a conversation it's building it's people how they're being taught because she's like if somebody was x-way when they're younger they could be better but they could not be and she's a mom and she was like and i'll be honest with you some of these people are the same mean girls you've had in high school and now we just have children and now that like you said that bullying and that meanness is just now on a different level because we're at our job and now we have kids she's like it just transforms itself it doesn't end It just gets brought into a different scope. So, like you said, the bullying at your job could be through email, you know, CCing someone and, you know, putting the little passive aggressive note in there and telling someone something. So, I just really wanted people to hear that conversation because I never even thought of the workforce as the word bullying. Like, I never thought of it in its simplest form. Like, yes, it's bullying for kids, it is bullying for adults.
1: Yeah. And we have to remember, just like she said, there are a lot of children in adult bodies, and mm. i don't I don't necessarily um, I don't necessarily blame people because if you don't know any better, again, it goes back to getting to know yourself. If you don't know, better, you don't know any better, then you're just gonna continue to do what you've been doing, like you said. And once you start looking in that mirror and the mirror starts reflecting, things and you start getting help because we all have traumas every single last one of us have some sort of trauma from childhood that we may may not have dealt with maybe we have maybe we haven't all of us do you know and until you recognize that there was an underlying cause to the reactions that you continuously do you're going to think that the way you're living is just okay and we're all works in progress every single day. If you don't feel like you're a work in progress, how can you progress?
0: You can't. Yes, you're forever changing and you're forever healing. And I like the point that you said about not blaming people. And I recently got to that stage and I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of friends that are in different you know, career paths. I have friends who are therapist friends who work in human resources and especially my friends who do a lot of that therapy and community work i remember i saw it on a a post and that's where i tell people how you said it's what you feed yourself if you're watching negativity and violence that's what you're going to be fed but if you're around people who are positive and give you a springboard for education even if which i always appreciated you're it's not something that you agree with i think it's healthy to have conversations well why do you think x and why do i think z but the post was when you understand exactly what you said that everyone has gone through trauma and everyone has gone through these things like we said it does not excuse people's behavior it doesn't say we condone people's behavior but you stop getting mad because you just look at it as like you said well you just were never taught or be you just never took time out to heal whatever it is you are really upset about and you didn't and you don't even know and you don't even know that. So I've heard that so many times, like I said, especially for my friends who are therapists, they're like, I don't, once you learn people's behaviors and you sit down and you know, they're learning the fundamentals of the way the brain actually works, you're like, I don't get mad anymore. They're like, I really do not, because I understand that they're not even, I remember when I worked with youth who were homeless and people would sometimes hear the way they would talk to me and they're like, oh my gosh, you're not upset. I'm like, they're not yelling at me. They're yelling at everyone they couldn't yell at before. I'm just the body that is present. Yep. That's how I thought about it. It's true. So That is very true. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. That was my first step of learning that because people would be like, oh my God, like you're not upset. I'm like, yeah, it upsets me. I'm still a person, you know, words hurt. But I understand on a higher level that they're just upset because whatever incident happened, I'm the person there that they can vent and yell at. And I've actually experienced that even with friendships when people sometimes lash out, I've come to realize it's like, okay, you're not lashing out at me. You're lashing out at the person five years ago that did this, that you did not lash out at. I'm just present.
1: Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) It It,
0: it does. (laughs) But like you said, it's, it's the teaching and it's education. And I think the theme really is having these conversations and taking that step back. So the last question I want to end with, because, like I said, going through the social media and I love your, I saw like clips of your YouTube and the talkbacks that you do, which is amazing. And I I said, I really do enjoy how it is apparel taken to the next level. Do you think we talk and promote and uplift people doing the work and doing good as much as we talk about people doing the bad?
1: I think so. I do believe so. I just believe that it doesn't get the amount of media attention that it could get, mm. because again, you attract what you what you throw out there, right? What Whatever you, your vibe is, you attract it. And you know, I know with the poets, y'all are always talking about good stuff. So the amount of people that you've touched and the amount of people that have touched you is probably greater than the amount of people that you see being violent or doing acts of violence. You know what I mean? Like I believe that there are way more there is way more good going on out than bad. Um, I have a T shirt called Silent Majority. I believe that we are the majority, but for some reason we allow our voices to be silent. And just as a, a note, remember this. It only took one person to completely demolish an entire race, Hitler. I like to use him as an example. Just one person. He had a, he had a, he had, I'm going to get you back for the way you treated me when I was younger. And he took out so many people of Jewish descent. One person. And there were a lot more people that could have said no and gone against the tide, but they didn't. You allowed one person. Right. Right. So imagine us. We're one people. We're a bunch of one people coming together and saying, oh, no, we're telling you how what kind of media we want you to give us. Because if you don't pay attention, if you do not elect to be and participate in whatever they're feeding us, then they can't do it. They're not getting any commercial. They're not getting any advertising. Right. So it's really up to us. We are the majority,
0: but we don't use our power.
1: Because we're so distracted.
0: Mm, I I enjoy that so much. You know, we are distracted, and when we, I think a lot of times what happens is when we are faced with someone who is very loud and whatever it is they believe in, whether that is a good thing or whether that is a bad thing, sometimes people gravitate because they're like, okay, well, this is the voice of someone who is leading. And like you said, they're leading you down a path that's obvious destruction. And people know it's obvious destruction. But like you said, when you're a silent majority, you're just you just sometimes walk. And I think that goes back to a phrase they say, you know, it is sometimes the blind leading the blind. Yeah. because a lot of times people, they don't even fully know what they're doing. And I think even when you start a platform or a movement, whether good or bad, I think at the beginning we have an understanding of what we're, our goal is, but at certain points you kind of like, oh I didn't think it was going to get to this level right. So in an aspect, you know you didn't fully see the gra- the gravity of the situation and yet you're leading people and in one of my poems, I um, said the line because it is true you know for every piece of bad news you see on TV, there are four pieces of good news that we don't hear about. So for every bad piece of news, statistically there are four good pieces of news that they could have reported on. It's true. And it's not to. They choose to. Yeah, exactly. Well, when you are desensitized, when you're depressed, when you are sad, it is easier for us to feed you this solution or feed you a reason why you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z because I already now have all your emotions down. I made you feel like there's no hope. You know, I've actually heard a lot of people even say, you know, what is the point of being happy in life when it seems like our goal is just to work and die? And I'm like, I don't, like you said, I don't think life is, was just that. Life was not meant to be that.
1: Mm-mm. It's never been, it was never created or designed to be like that. But, you know, we, we have that competitive spirit that, you know, it, it's just like anything that can divide us so we can be under control is, um, is what's out there. Wow. A free mind.
0: Woo
1: <laughs> girl a free mind dangerous that's dangerous that's dangerous imagine that imagine if your goal was always to make sure you controlled everything and then you had a couple people who were like mm, not today and then they teach all them other people oh
0: no that's dangerous
1: super dangerous
0: yeah, you're because you're, you're changing the narrative. And, you know, this conversation, like I said, has really touched me, opened my eyes even more to things I think I was already kind of meditating on, as well as giving me new perspective on different things that I might have forgotten or never even thought of to look at. So, Joy, where can we find you? Where can we find Be The Difference clothing? You know, I know you said you have YouTube. So where is that information? Leave us with all of your socials and how we can stay connected.
1: Perfect you can purchase any item i do t-shirts onesies tank tops books and i also have a ringtone as well at uh yep be the difference llc.com so that's www.bethedifferencellc.com if you ever wanted to catch me on instagram facebook You know, all of those things, backslash, B as in boy, T as in Tom, D as in dog, LLC, the acronym, BTDLLC. And on YouTube, you can just type in Be The Difference Clothing. I have a talk show that I do every night, seven days a week. It's called Hello World. We talk about everything and anything. The onesies, I'll tell you real quick, the onesies, I I started the onesies because I feel like if we can get them at infancy, to, you know, pattern their minds at infancy that they can be everything that they want to be, that they can be positive, that they'll never really go astray. It's like in the Bible. If you teach a train up a child with the word, they're never going to stray, right? That's that thing. Tank tops, because I want to incorporate some type of fitness. And the t-shirts, because that's how the company started in the books, because they're all quotes, they're all original. And They were from Instagram, my personal Instagram, and kind of make you open up your mind and think. And the ringtone, it was something that somebody was like, you should do it. And it's pretty much me saying, hello, world, and putting my music behind it. And I made the music as well behind that. So those are all the ways. And then (laughs) always, you can email me, info at be the difference, LLC. But I'm always reachable. Oh, As long as I am awake, I am reachable.
0: I love it. I love it. And I love the positivity. And I encourage everyone to follow and definitely support in any aspect that they can. I'm a big person that believes empowerment is also financial empowerment. You know, we give money sometimes to these bigger companies. And then, like we say, sometimes and we complain about the way that they operate when you have people on the grounds doing the work in their communities that we can also support. So joy. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to speak to us on, as I was saying, podcast. This has been an amazing episode, an amazing conversation. And I am looking forward to seeing all of your apparel and conversations take it to the next level. And I am really excited to see that you will be changing generations of mindsets and generations of trauma and leaving the world a lot better than you found it. Because like we said before, a lot of people talk about the, the problems that they see but not too many people are willing to be uncomfortable enough to address the problems that they see.
1: You are absolutely right. It's about that legacy creating and leaving a legacy worth carrying on. Um, also I actually make all of the t-shirts myself. I print them up myself. So you're getting something, a little piece of me, any, any product that you purchase. Oh, and I do socks too. There's a oh, I did sock. See
0: that. Yeah. new sock. I saw it was new too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are new, but um, they're always changing. Because I only make a limited amount, I figured that's the one way through clothing we could be individuals. And they, you know, sometimes have awareness, other times are just cute little thingy things. But they're absolutely, (laughs) um, most of the time, pieces of my little brain onto a pair of socks. And I donate 10% of all my clothing sales to Hayden's Heart, it's a charity that raises awareness for babies with congenital heart disease.
0: Oh my gosh, so you, yeah, you are truly doing it all. So everyone, please follow, please support, get a sock. We'll get both socks, because one sock is, that's not, you know, <laughs> unless you wear Mitch Match socks, but get both, you can get a t-shirt, um, watch YouTube, and, I, and leave the world a lot better than we found it by supporting exactly. Be The Difference clothing. So thank you, Joy, again.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. And as I
0: speak, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Wow. So that episode, um, so I did this interview a few weeks ago, but I thought it was very timely for what is happening today. And I am definitely going to be doing an interview on the podcast about all of my thoughts and everything with what is happening in this world. But I can honestly say I have emotionally and mentally been very drained And re-listening to this episode with joy kind of brought a lot back into my spirit, trying to be hopeful with the folks that I have that are, you know, whether it be standing in solidarity, out here on the front lines, out here educating, and hoping that, you know, we will be able to use our voices in this Black Lives Matter movement, you know, coming around once more, because this is not the first time we've had these conversations. Yet, I think, you know, maybe, 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 You know, we can make this time different by really having all hands on deck. And I believe, like I said, this episode, um, Speaking With Joy, really made me feel like, hey, even if your business is clothing, you can create a conversation with that. And I'm very happy to know that although it is hard right now, at least for me personally, for other folks I know who are directly affected and impacted by this, I, I'm i happy that I'm being supported in the way that people are able to and I hope this episode, you know, although it is very uplifting and we are obviously not in a time that very much feels that way, maybe helps to aid in that knowing that, hey, If you need to take that call to action, let's take a call to action. Let's know that we, every day that we get up, that we're able to get up, we can make a difference. We can do something. And like I said, it's okay. And I will tell anyone it's okay to take a step back. I know I had to take a step back, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I I talk about everything that happens and I've just have yet sometimes to find the words for what I see happening today, because it is just so emotionally draining for me. But I'd like to thank you for everyone who listens to this podcast. Thank you once again for supporting As I Was Saying podcast and myself, your host, Shine Tyler Jacobs. So if this is your first time, thank you. This is your... I don't know what episode number we're on but if this is that time thank you again for keeping it going and I encourage you right now we have petitions going around but there are places you can donate there are protests there are everything under the sun that you can participate in and I would encourage you whatever your way of participating is and being a voice for this change I encourage you to take that step thank you everyone for listening to as I was saying podcast we will catch you again next week